Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Okay, um, so I'll go ahead and introduce myself to all of you. I know some of you, not all of you, and hopefully by the end of the night we all know each other. My name is Kai Devereaux Lawson. I am one of one third of the co-hosts of Mixed Company, a podcast dedicated to speaking openly and transparently about diversity in advertising. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and welcome my next guest, or our next guest, Ms. Tasha Gilroy. I about to say, I guess we can sit in the middle. This is going to be fun. So our conversation. Hopefully I don't fall, because that would be funny for you, not it for me. Was, so our conversation is going to be um, very familiar to the both of us. So we're talking about generational differences. And um, I know Miss Sandra was talking or speaking earlier about sisterhood. And I would say for most, if not all, of my career, I have come to you, Tasha, to discuss um, how to navigate the lay of the land in advertising. I think so. Right? Yeah, most of your career, yep. When I was young, I met tender. you probably, what, second job in? First job in. First job. Yeah, there it is. real green, 23 yeah. and me. It was great. <laughs> um, and essentially, I've used you as my mentor without formally asking you to be my mentor because, as everyone has said, that's weird. It is weird. Um, so, but essentially to figure out how do I, as a young person, kind of, make my way uh, up the ladder, if you will, within right. this industry. Um, because the real thing is, us young folk, we have goals. And my goal was to climb the ladder. And you seem to have a friendly face and seem to <laughs> want to help I me did. get to the top. So right. this conversation is going to um, basically focus on what the differences are for women and women of color uh, who work within the industry. Um, at a generational level, is there a difference even? Because I feel like oftentimes when we have this conversation, maybe there are more similarities than not. We're going to talk a lot about um, authenticity. We're also going to speak about uh, just our experiences in different positions. So right. if y'all are down to uh, enjoy this conversation, we're going to have fun having it anyway. Um, so we welcome you all to the Generational Differences panel. Right. So before we start, I uh, just want to publicly say, because I, I tell you this all the time, but I want to publicly say to you that you are amazing, and I'm so privileged to have seen you morph and change and pivot and grow into the young woman, the badass that you are, Kai. Um, it's been a privilege just to see that. So I just wanted to say that publicly. Okay, proceed. I had to get myself together because I'm a thug and I don't cry. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm lying. I cried today. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tasha. I appreciate that. I really do. So let's go ahead and jump into the question. Sure. So the first one is, and I wrote this one way back when, and now I'm like, I guess that is a little uh, stingy. But what can millennials, <laughs> i.e. me and my people, right. learn from our more seasoned colleagues? Because I, I don't want to say older. You're not that much older. Well, you know, I got a couple of years. You know, I got two grandbabies now, so I got Ooh. a couple. You know. Okay, well, I would never say that. I'm out grown. Loud to I'm you. grown. Okay, but to our more seasoned <laughs> colleagues, what could we yes. learn from you all and your experiences in the industry uh, ahead of us? Okay, so there's that's a loaded question. It's yes, really it big. 
Um, one of the main things I think we always have conversation about, um, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing, so I actually want to flip the question. So I first want to talk about what our generation can learn from millennials or, or younger people coming into industry. So one of the things that I think is phenomenal is that all of you are, are fearless. You're bold, you, ask, you do ask questions. At least I get asked a lot of questions. I do have a lot of questions. I do have a lot of questions. You and a few others, right? Um, you're connected, right? Your community, your peer community is really strong. So you do that really well. And folks like me, who've been in the game just a little bit, longer than you, really do admire that. Like, we love your fearlessness. It inspires us. It makes us continue to push for you and continue to pave more paths for you because we do want you to succeed. And sometimes your fearlessness is a little scary. That, that's facts. It can be a little like, whoa, did they just say that? Did she just do that? I definitely said that. Okay, you need to slow down. So sometimes it can be a little like, what? But we also have to understand our generation helped create that braveness, right? That, that was kind of the point of why we were pushing. So some of the things that we were dealing with, you wouldn't have to. So if you come in a little on the, well, and we, we should expect that, right? Um, the other thing that I love about you all too is you are pretty much, while you will accept and take advice, and some of you listen to the advice. Sometimes you cherry pick the advice. Take what you need. I just thought that's what it was right. there for. Sorry, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not a buffet. Got True. it. True. Okay. But sometimes you have to know to really understand that when I'm when someone is saying to you, no, this is how it's done, that's really just how it's done. Sometimes. Not all the time. And when we have conversations, I, I'm clear in saying, okay, Kai. I get what you're saying, and I understand that's how you believe it should go, but reality means it's this, right? Fair. Okay. The flip side of it for my generation, I think, first of all, I was privileged to start at the agency uh, YNR when Ann Fudge was running the show. So, to see a Black woman. We need to clap for running. that. We need to that clap for Ann Fudge. Applause worthy. If you don't know who she is, you need to find out. But she was running. She said you better ask somebody. You better ask a few people. Um, and in her fearlessness and joining an agency where a black woman in 2006 was running the show was absolutely phenomenal and gave me a, a different sense of being just because she was there, right? Um, so that was a privilege that I experienced. Um, so for many in my generation, though, we didn't have a lot of women in those types of roles to go to, to seek after, but we, we did have fellowship amongst each other, right? But we, we are resilient, and we did have to learn a lot of lessons alone, scrape our knees a lot, um, and hopefully, you know, in navigating, you did have some people and some peers Again, like some of the other panelists, I had a lot of white men supporting me and pushing me forward. Um, but I did, it, it was a little different for us, right? But we still have a lot to offer. Um, you all are connected in a way that we weren't connected. You know, link, 
LinkedIn, you know, my LinkedIn is, I need a copywriter, by the way. My LinkedIn is, you know, y'all are connected in a different way than we were. So the information is there. You can seek it out much faster, easier than we could. Definitely. And I think that's a good point even for on the millennial side and a lot of our conversations and conversations that I've had with a few of you in the room about slowing down, listening, like listening the first time, which like even I have to learn that. But like listening the first time when right. you do receive advice, recognizing patience. So I definitely feel like there's a lot that we do um, learn, even if we have to learn the hard way. We do learn from our uh, seasoned peers. I don't know. We got to find a better way to just, I don't have, I'm not a copywriter. OG, I don't know. That's I'm just on a podcast right. and I talk a but, lot. That's but it. you know what it is too, right? And, and the times where I've had to say, slow down. Um, it's not that I don't. I didn't recognize the fact that you were ambitious and that you wanted to move to the next phase, you wanted to move to the next part of your career and get the next title and move on to the next experience. We recognize that, but sometimes there's, a, there's some lessons you have to learn now. And in order to learn those lessons and experience what your, your next situation is gonna be, you have to kind of slow down and, and sit in it. Definitely. I think something interesting um, that you were saying or, or how you started the conversation was kind of flipping the first question on its head by speaking to um, the positive that you see in millennials. Um, a lot of times in, in different blogs and different podcasts and other literature, we see this described as the authenticity that we have um, as millennials. But I want to get into that conversation a little bit more. What do you feel um, authenticity means to you in your career today, or, or at any point, but today would be good. Uh, authenticity for me means being available, being present, and doing the absolute best that I can for that situation, for that project, for being connected with who I need to be connected in whatever I'm engaging with. To me, that's being authentic. We all know we all have to code switch at work. We code switch everywhere we go. So, so that, that's the part that I think we need to sometimes explain to some of our peers that, that that's a real thing that we have to live with all the time. But in terms of being authentic, whatever comes your way, if you're giving it what you know you can bring to it, and even when you think, okay, I'm not clear, I'm not sure, asking for help, don't suffer alone, there's a lot of young people that have come to me when a situation is on fire and a flame and bridges have been burned and then now it's like, well, what, what do I do now? Okay, well, when this thing happened three months ago, why wasn't a conversation had? Why wasn't it addressed? Why, one, one little thing could become nothing, but you have to learn to address things in real time. And if you kind of hide behind, oh, I didn't know, you know, find someone. There, there's a lot of help and support. You just need to be able to find people that are safe that you could talk to, people that, like you, sometimes peers can help. But there's people around you who are willing and open to helping. How do you go, how should one go about finding a safe space when they do feel that their authenticity or their professionalism or whatever part of them is being challenged um, in work in a workplace environment. Okay, so for me, so I'm in, in HR, right? So for me, people come to me because one, 
they feel safe because I'm a person of color. They know they can say certain things to me that they maybe can't say to someone else on my team, even though we have a, a pretty diverse team. Um, but the other part about it is there are people who are there to support and help. And I think HR sometimes is always seen as they're for the company. They're not really for you. And that's not necessarily the case, right? Sometimes you need to really bring something out that maybe HR is not even aware of or needs to be, it needs to just be told. Um, and again, you have to be aware of who those people are, talk to those people about situations that maybe other people have experienced and maybe they've worked through. Um, but there's places that you can go, if not your manager, maybe another senior person, but HR is also there to, to help and support. What about you? Can we be nosy for a minute? Can sure. you tell us about an, a, a situation where you actually uh, had your authenticity challenged or you mm -hmm. needed to find a safe space? Yes. So, a um, few years back, a uh, situation came up where I was asked, as the person that manages diversity and inclusion at the agency, to an, an attend an event to make sure I pick out all the best black people in the room. It's very specific. So that is very, very specific. Okay. So, um, and the way it was presented was just that way. Listen, there's this event happening. You know, we have these open recs. Listen, can you go to this job? Like, we need all the best, all the best people. And before they could, all the best real black people in the room. Like, real, the real black, black people, people the real in the one. room. Yeah. Okay. And in that moment, because yes. of who you are and what you do, you have to kind of pause. And so that's another thing. When you hear something that throws you off or that you really want to just emotionally express and just kind of go off, you have to just pause. Think about what you're going to say and how you're going to say it, right? And then think again, because the, the first way you thought about it is probably not it's appropriate. Probably, right. It's probably not. But... Not to say that your feelings aren't real, but half the battle, I think, sometimes is not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. So I had to course correct and say, okay, walked away, had a few conversations with people that I trust and how to deal with it, and then I had to go back to that person and say, I get my role is the person who's in charge of inclusion here. A lot of what I do is talent-related, connected to bringing in people of color in industry, but what you did was completely, completely off, and here's why. And then having that conversation and helping that person understand like how horrible what they said and did was helped clear the air. Um, it took me a long time to get, to get past it. I mean, that's just facts, right? It, it was hard to even see that person and not think of that instant like, what they said to me that day. Yeah. Right, because you're not like the chief find real black people officer. Right, right exactly. Like that's not your that's job. That's not my job, okay. right? So, but on the other side of that, I learned how to manage conversations and manage delivering what I knew was you need to understand why this answer is coming at you the way I'm coming at you. Right. And here's why. Fair. Fair. Okay. So it's interesting that they asked you to go find the real ones. I mean, I feel like there maybe was some, like, good behind that, but it was just 
delivered painfully bad. Right. Um, but why do you think there's still only a handful of black women in the industry, even and even fewer positions in leadership? So, so right now I feel like there is some there is some opportunities that are opening up and happening for women who are continuing to push on. But to, I think, Sandra's point earlier, we're weary. So women that are in senior mid-level positions and, and, and positions that are up to the next kind of, I guess you could say, C-suite, when you're making that leap, you're, you're tired. You've, you've, you've had a long road. You've battled some, some real stuff. whole Mary J. Blige song playing, it, it, playing in really my head is. right now. I feel it. <laughs> it really is. So some folks opt out. Fair. However, you do have some ladies that are persevering. You do have some women who are, are going to say, you know, I'm going to stick it through. I'm going to stick through the fight. Um, as few and far between from the stats that Karina was sharing with us. Um, but but it's, a, it's a long road, right? Um, the other part of that, I think, is what's happening for mid-level folks, especially a lot of opting out to do their own thing becoming entrepreneurs, I've been in the game long enough, I can do this for myself, I can go be a consultant, I can hop the fence and go work client side for way more dough. So why should I continue on in the, in the battle here? And I can say that's actually been a lot of our conversation is like, well, why am I even still here, right? Why you've been doing it this long, this is, you, you do become weary, you do become tired, you do have moments where you're just like, I just don't get it anymore. It, it clearly has to be me because it can't be all of these other people is how it tends to feel sometimes. Um, and you give great advice. So oh, what, you. <laughs> what do you say to those of us who are tired and mm -hmm. who are weary and who are thinking of opting out instead of continuing on uh, in the direction of the C-suite within this industry? Okay, so what always helps me is having people that I can speak to, give advice to. When you get weary, go talk to someone in high school. Go talk to a young lady in college who wants to be you. Then what happens is you start to remember, wait a minute, she, she would kill for my spot. She wants to be me. Someday that is really her plan. Like, I kind of have a responsibility, right? And part of that, seeing that fire and that desire of them, like, looking up to, like, wow, you're doing this job. I can't wait to get into, rejuvenates your desire to continue to fight on. It's helped me tremendously, which is why I continue to be open and make myself available when people, you know, need some advice or just need some guidance. It, it's tremendous. And I think that's something that can help people who are weary and not sure. And, you know, sometimes it is. The best answer for you is to opt out, depending on your situation, depending on what you think you're able to do. But the industry does need you. And the industry is full of other opportunities, which I think we always talk about, right? There's opportunity in opportunity. So if you're in a position at your agency and you feel like, oh, up, up, been here a year and a half, I need to roll wait a minute, <laughs> you sure you need to roll? You sure there's not another opportunity there that you can morph into, move into before you jump ship? So, you know, those are the things that you have to kind of, you know, continue to, to consider. Um, but we, they need you. 
We need you. I think that's fair. Um, I think one of the conversations that we have all the time, probably every year and a half, um, is is ha you've you've always asked, have you exhausted all your options? Right. And aside from um, checking to see if there are other opportunities within your organization that may be more suitable for you, what are some other options that you should check for before making your exit out the door? Uh, is there opportunity to do an assignment overseas? Is there an opportunity to shadow or pivot to another department? So if you're in strategy or you're uh, in account management uh, or be a project manager, there's some other things that you're interested in learning about you know, in the agency that can help fulfill some of the gaps. Um, the other part about being in an agency and having longevity in an agency and growing up in an agency and, 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 and morphing in my role the way I have is that I have been able to do that. I have been able to pivot a little bit, see some other things in HR, some of the things I really didn't dig, but it was an opportunity to see other parts of it. And then that helped me appreciate that much more of the role that I, that I decided that I'm going to kind of land myself in. That's fair. So I have one more question because I'm sure people want to get to the rest of what's left of the wine and the cheese. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to stand in anyone's way of that. Um, why have you stayed in the industry so long? What is, what is your reason uh, besides being friends with me and how besides great that is? Besides you and Sam me. and Karina. <laughs> Why are you still here? So I have a personal goal. Um, my personal goal is to leave the industry whenever that happens, whenever I leave the industry to have made a little bit of a push, move forward, that's sustainable. You know, there's been times when we've done it and it's moved the needle but then something else happens and then we see things fall back, right? But sustained progress is my personal goal, why I've stayed in the game so long and why I continue to push for all of you coming through. Well, Tasha, thank you so much for your patience. Thank you. For your kind words, for your guidance. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining us for this conversation.